Hello there and welcome along to Planet Sport Football Africa, a passion for sport production where we look at African football, what's happening around the continent and what African players are doing overseas. I'm Steve Vickers in Harare, Zimbabwe, joined by Solomon Ashams in Johannesburg, South Africa and by Stuart Weir in the UK. And on this week's show, we find out about football in the Central African Republic, one of Africa's poorest nations and a country recovering from war. Despite the challenges in the country, the CAR has come close to a first-ever qualification for the Africa Cup of Nations, and defender Franklin Anzite is dreaming of making it to the 2019 Nations Cup. Now we, are, we have this chance to play three games at home, try to win some game away because it's the most difficult for us is to win away. So I hope we can do it. We have your thoughts on Didier Drogba becoming the first player owner in the history of football. And as Chelsea's N'Golo Kante took the English PFA Player of the Year award and Senegal's Sadio Mane was the only African in the PFA Team of the Year, Stewart assesses the African presence in the English Premier League this season. Well, Steve, if this was the Oscars, I would give Yaya Torre the Comeback of the Year award. That's coming up later, but first, with the draw having been made for the group stage of the 2017 CAF Champions League, some very interesting groups there as the holders Mamelodi Sundowns of South Africa take on two former champions, Esperance of Tunisia and DR Congo's AS Vita Club. Also there are debutants St. George of Ethiopia. Sudan have two teams in Group A, that's Al-Hilal and Al-Marek. They're joined by former champions Etoile du Sahel of Tunisia and Mozambique Ferro Viario Baira, who are there for the first time. Well, here in Zimbabwe, we're a bit worried as Caps United of Zimbabwe, who are in the group stage for the first time, play three teams from North Africa five time champions Zamalek of Egypt, Algeria's USM Alger, and debutants Al Ahli Tripoli of Libya. And the eight-time champions Al Ahly of Egypt are up against Widad Casablanca of Morocco, Cotton Spore of Cameroon, and Zambia's Zanaco. The first group games will be played on the weekend of the 12th to the 14th of May. That's a two weeks from now. And in the Confederation Cup, the holders TP Mazembe of the DR Congo will face Supersport United of South Africa in their group, along with Horoya of Guinea and CF Munana of Gabon, who made it through to the group. Group stage. Well, now to a country that we haven't focused on before on the show, the Central African Republic, one of the continent's poorest nations and a country recovering from war. Well, despite the challenges in the country, the Central African Republic national team has done remarkably well in the past five years or so, as they seek a first-ever qualification for the Africa Cup of Nations. In the 2012 Nations Cup qualifiers, the CAR finished second in their qualifying group, missing out on a place at the finals, but they famously beat Algeria 2-0 at home and also beat Tanzania and had two 0-0 draws with Morocco, who eventually won that group. In the 2013 Nations Cup qualifiers, they beat Egypt in the first knockout round, winning 3-2 at home and drawing 1-1 away for a stunning result but they then lost 3-2 on aggregate to Burkina Faso in the second and final qualifying round. 
The 2015 qualifiers weren't so good as the CAR lost to Guinea-Bissau in the preliminary round, but they performed well in the qualifiers for 2017, finishing second in their group behind DR Congo, with home wins over DR Congo, Angola and Madagascar. Well, in fact, those home games were played in Cameroon, Nigeria and Guinea, as the Central African Republic was still not allowed to host matches at that stage. Well, for the 2019 qualifiers, they're in a group with Ivory Coast, Guinea and Rwanda, and with the group winner only qualifying automatically. The Central African Republic are ranked 130 in the world. They're nicknamed Les Fauves, or the Wild Beasts. Their squad consists largely of players at small clubs in Europe and in Asia. They recently travelled to Morocco to play friendlies with Morocco and the Gambia, and Planet Sport Football Africa's Mamadou Ba was there. He had a chance to speak to CAR defender Franklin Anzite, who spent most of his career in Asia at clubs in Thailand and Vietnam and is now based in Malaysia. Well, Mamadou first asked Anzite about the frustrations of missing out on qualifying for the Nations Cup. It was very difficult, you know, because it's not the first time, it's the third third time and uh, the last game we didn't win to be in the the final stage for the African Cup so it was the the third time already and now we are here in Morocco to working and and preparing the the June game and the new qualification for the next African Cup and I really I hope we can play the the next African Cup because after three times we cannot qualify. It was very difficult for all the country, all the fans. And as you know, we got the war in our country. So I hope we can we can qualify for the next one and for the peace and for all those fans. You never qualified for the Nations Cup. With, uh, you have the group with Ivory Coast, Guinea and Rwanda. Do you fancy your chances even though you came close to qualifying three times? You know, in uh, in football and generally in Africa, I think they don't have small team now. All the all the team they are same same capacity to win. Mm-hmm. But after there are some team like uh, Ivory Coast, they are on the top on the team in Africa. Mm-hmm. But for the the next qualification, I think really we have chance because the first thing for the first time we will start the first game at home and the last game will be at home too. And the game the most difficult will be against Ivory Coast. I think we will play on September in one week two games. Mm. So I think is is not is not more easy than before, mm. but we have more chance to to qualify. How hard is it to prepare for international matches in recent years, given the problems back home in in the CR? Yeah, it's very hard. But the biggest problem is not about the the problem in our country, the war. Because now it's beyond us, and uh, since one year we start to play at home, and it's true when we used to play only away, it was difficult to win the game in Africa. It's not only about the referee, but because sometimes you don't have the fans behind you, and it's very difficult. We play many games, we shoot to play at home, but we play in Cameroon, in Congo. It's very close to our country, but it's very different, so... Now we are we have this chance to play three games at home, try to win some game away because it's the most difficult for us is to win away. So I hope we can do it. How hard are things financially 
um, to organize friendly matches and training camps as this one here in Morocco? This is the biggest problem we have because we don't play too much friendly games. And this time we have chance to play two games against Morocco and against Gambia. But the things you see, you saw, we didn't have enough players because they have many players, they get some problem, they cannot come. We should to be 20 players here, but some players, they don't play too much with the club, so they, they prefer to stay and to try to to be on the first 11. Some players come here, house striker would play in first division in Rennes. He didn't play the two games because he got some problem with the family. He needed to come back in France. After we got one striker, he just signed to Raja Casablanca. He played three games already and scored two goals. He didn't come. I don't know for what, but it's very difficult because of the money to preparing the stage and everything. And when we play against Gambia, we got only four players on the bench, two goalkeepers and two centre-back. So it was very difficult. I really think we can do it, but we need to be complete with all the players. What is the state of local football um, back home? How is it impacting on the national team? Yeah, the impact is very is very big. As you know, in Africa, we are small countries. And uh, when we come to play there and we won, everybody is happy. And I'm very proud about that because I grew up in France. And when I can come back, give this happiness to those people who suffer after the war. I'm very happy for that because they can forget all the big problems for only one hour, 30 minutes during the game. So, And as you know, we never lose at home since I played the national team like six years. I never lose at home. So the impact about football, basketball, about the sport is very big. But now, I think we need to change many things about the organization. When we don't have an uh, official game, we should have friendly game to prepare ourselves. And we never play enough uh, friendly game. So this is the biggest problem. Coming back to the impact, do you have local players that are forcing their way in the national team? Local players that are playing in the national team? Yeah, yeah we got many local players. They come on the stage like the left back, the right back. And it's good for them also because if we can go to the African Cup, they can show and maybe they can leave, they can go to Europe or maybe come here to play in Morocco mm -hmm. because we have many players who played in Morocco before. Mm -hmm. So it's very good for them also. What are your chances of emulating the teams like Cape Verde and more recently Guinea-Bissau in reaching the Nations Cup? When I saw some country like this, more like us, mm -hmm like Caver, like Guinea, and the striker from Guinea play with me in Asia. Mm. So I say, why not? <laughs> why not Central Africa? But the first thing is not only the pitch, is everything around the team, the government, they need to help us more than they, they did before. Me, I get 31 already, and maybe it's my last qualification. And I hope I can play the African Cup maybe one time and give this, this thing for the young players. I hope we can do something big for our country. And something big is just to play the next African Cup. That's Central African Republic defender Franklin Anzite talking to Planet Sport Football Africa's Mamadou Ba. So fascinating stuff there. And uh, Solomon, it's amazing really how well the CAR have performed in recent years given all of the challenges. Steve has been amazing for CAR, how they've performed so far. I think credit must be given to them. 
though they still are trying to do their best to qualify for their first major championship. But looking at the circumstances that they are in as a country, they've uh, been through a civil war. Things are just beginning to get, you know, back to place. Remember back in the day of a few years ago, they used to play, you know, their home games away in, in Morocco or they have to play in the Congo or somewhere in Cameroon. And, 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 and no fans to support them. So that was a challenge. So they've overcome that challenge. Now they're able to play their home games at home in uh, the CAR. So I hope that, you know, this will be a great opportunity for them as they look forward to the 2019 Africa Cup of Nations. Yeah, and it shows how so-called small teams are able to cause upsets with the Central African Republic having beaten Algeria, Egypt, the DRC and Angola in the last few years. It's not really about how small you are. You know, a lot of times it's just about how ready you are and also what sort of mentality do you carry. Uh, It would surprise a lot of people that the so-called big names, you know, struggle against the so-called small teams. And we've seen that over the years, not just with the CAR, but with other nations. And the so-called smaller teams are really beginning to get a lot of confidence and, and know that, look, we can really qualify for this championship. We can qualify for the Africa Cup of Nations. But this is a difficult group for the 2019 Nations Cup qualifying, with the Central African Republic in a group with Ivory Coast, Guinea and Rwanda. It would be really uh, a very tight position for them, especially when you have Ivory Coast in that group. I would think Ivory Coast will finish, will finish top of that group. But at the same time, I feel the CAR has gathered a lot of experiences in the last two editions of the Africa Cup of Nations qualifiers, where they, they played great opponents and all that only prepares the team uh, together. And I do hope that a lot of the players that have been through this uh, progression and development are still part of the team right now, that they're able to uh, together say, look, this is uh, one of the best opportunities that we have. Let's do our best to try to, to qualify, hopefully, uh, for Cameroon 2019. And I feel they have what it takes. Uh, if they push even harder, they could get a good result against uh, Ivory Coast. I wouldn't be surprised. Well, too difficult, I'd say. But then uh, Sierra Leone nearly beat Ivory Coast in the 2017 qualifiers. So you never know. Well, thanks, Solomon. I should point out that last year, our reporter Mamadou Ba spoke to Guinea-Bissau coach Basiro Kande. And they went on to complete a stunning qualification for this year's Africa Cup of Nations. Uh, So now that Mamadou's spoken to the Central African Republic, maybe it's their turn next. Well, this is Planet Sport Football Africa, brought to you by Passion for Sport. And you can download our app and listen to the show anytime. To download, go to the Play Store or the Apple iTunes App Store and enter Planet Sport Football Africa. Once you've downloaded, you can listen to the show anytime on the app and access past programmes in our archive. Also, you can listen to the show on our website, that's planetsportfootballafrica.com, and our Twitter handle is at planetsportfa. And now we turn to social media. And last week we reported that one of Africa's all-time greats, Ivory Coast and Chelsea legend Didier Drogba, has announced that he will both own and play for Phoenix Rising in the second-tier United Soccer League in the USA. After leaving Chelsea in 2015, Drogba joined Canadian club Montreal Impact, who play in the US Major League Soccer. Last year, though, ended with injury problems, and two weeks ago, Drogba, who's now 39, joined Phoenix Rising and also became an owner of the club, making him the first player-owner in football history. So we asked, what do you think of his move? 
On Facebook, Abli O. Cisse in The Gambia says, This is a strange adventure, but it's a good move for Drogba, and I wish him all the best in the US. Henry Wallison Sato in Malawi says, It's a very great move, and it should be a lesson to the world to own a team and to be a player. Thanks for getting in touch, Henry. Uh, but Pa Humble Badgie in The Gambia echoes a note of caution. It's a good thing for him to own a team, says Pa, as it is part of his passion and a source of income for him. But my fear is for the coach, as it will become difficult for the coach to select players according to the approach that he may want to use for a particular game. Absolutely, yes, uh, Pa. Would you drop her Drogba as he is the owner of the club if you were the coach? On to what's up now, and Amalai Oyake in the United States says, well, this is a matter that I'm very close to, as I have friends in the Phoenix Rising organization. It's an incredible move, says Amalai, an African player transitioning from playing to ownership. It is perhaps a step that should be emulated by other players too. And Amalai also alerted us to the fact that Phoenix Rising coach Frank Yallop actually resigned last Sunday after winning a game that gave the club a record of two wins from four games this season. But Yallop explained that he quit so that he can move back much closer to his family, who are very far away. We're welcoming WhatsApp voice messages on the show. Here's Ebrima Kante in The Gambia. Actually, I think it is a good move for him, considering how much he has been doing for Africa and Chelsea now owning a club. I think it is a good move for him, very good move for him, yeah. Since his days at Chelsea, he's one of my favourite players. So I think it's a good move for him, yes. Thanks for that, Brima. Jesse Rando is in Sierra Leone and he says, I think it's a good move for the player, especially as an African. It's good to invest in the game, says Jesse. Olatunde Adeleke in The Gambia says, I think I heard in an interview some time back that Drogba said it was one of his dreams to own a football club. That's very good and a fantastic move for Drogba, says Olatunde. He is pursuing and living his dream. I'm so happy and rejoice with him. Stanley in Ghana also thinks Drogba is making a good move. He's set on thinking of his retirement after life as a player, says Stanley. Abdul Malik in The Gambia says, From my point of view, Drogba's made a good move in buying a second-tier team, and it's true that the team will improve and move up to the top-tier league. Mohamed Bar also in The Gambia, says, This is great news for African football. We want to see more of our African legends buying clubs and managing them as well. Donald in Cameroon agrees. Drogba is absolutely the reason why I am still supporting Chelsea Football Club now, says Donald. He's an amazing guy. Congratulations to him and let other footballers follow in his footsteps. Ishmael Saidu Kanu in Sierra Leone says, That's a great move by one of our legends. Let him continue to invest his hard-earned labour as an African in another man's land. What a great move, Didier, says Ishmael. However, Alfred Mdimba in Malawi is not so sure. I think Drogba is losing his concentration now, says Alfred. I suggest that he should go into coaching first. But by far, the majority of comments this week support the Ivory Coast legend. Silas Ankiambom Ngong in Cameroon says it's a good retirement deal for Drogba. He's a professional player and now a football businessman. Good for him. He'll use his great experience, hopefully, to run the club well. 
Gemo is a Cameroonian living in the United States. That's a good move and congratulations to Drogba, says Gemo. I wish him nothing but success and I do hope his role as an owner doesn't get in the way with managers, players and others as they try to perform their job smoothly. Well, yes, Gemo, I think that will be the challenge too, I think, to ensure that he allows the manager and coach to operate fairly and not insist on being picked to play just because he is the owner. Alamin Sane in the Gambia says this is a significant move for Drogba as it's a long-term venture as life after football is very crucial. Football requires such initiatives and I think it could be a gateway for some of our young talents from Africa. And finally, Michael Johnson in Sierra Leone says it's a good step for Drogba. I hope others will follow in his direction. Well, thanks so much for all of those comments. Always wonderful to hear from you. This week we're asking who have been the best African players in the English Premier League this season. Asking that because as the Premier League reaches a thrilling climax, Chelsea's N'Golo Kante has won the prestigious PFA Player of the Year award. Last season, it was Leicester City's Algerian player Riyad Mahrez who took the award. Not an African this time. Stuart Weir joins us from the UK. Uh, Stuart, is Kante a worthy winner? Well, first of all, we need to understand that this is the player's choice. So those who have chosen Kante are those who play with him and against him. So it's very much the professional's choice. Kante is a great player. I was perhaps a little surprised that he got it this year because I think within the Chelsea team even, players like Marcus Alonso and Willian have had outstanding seasons. But, you know, Kante is an important player. He was great at Leicester and he's continued to play well at Chelsea. He is, of course, French, but coming from an African, in fact, Mali background. What is special about him is the engine he has, the energy he has, the amount of ground that he covers. And just to put it in context, Chelsea paid Leicester City something like $40 million for him. And that is one third of the price that Manchester United paid for Pogba. And you would have to say that that was an amazing bargain and that probably Kante has had a better season than Pogba uh, for a lot less money. Absolutely, and uh, understandably, players from Chelsea and Tottenham dominated the team of the year. Yes, I mean, for Chelsea we had Gary Cahill and uh, Eden Hazard as well as N'Golo Kante. Again, it's hard for me to disagree with the player's choice, but Gary Cahill, for me, is not one of the outstanding defenders uh, in English football. And, you know, Tottenham are a team without any real stars, in a sense. It's the combination of players. And interestingly, the the two fullbacks, Kyle Walker and Danny Rose are included. I call them fullbacks, but frankly, they do as much attacking as they do defending. And then, of course, Deli Alley, who's had an outstanding season, scoring loads of goals. And uh, Harry Kane, uh, who at times seemed to be scoring for fun. And Stuart, there was only one African in the team of the year. That's Liverpool's Senegalese forward Sadio Mane. Did Mane deserve his place there? Oh, without a doubt. He's been an outstanding success. When Sadio Mane signed for Liverpool, I wondered whether he would get a lot of game time uh, because Liverpool have but five other strikers. But in fact, it's players like Divrock Origi, you know, the Belgian player of Kenyan origin, and 
Sturridge, who have struggled to get the game time, and Manny's been in from the start, scoring from the start. And, you know, I say he'd scored 13 goals, but don't forget he spent a month at the Africa Cup of Nations, otherwise his total would probably have been a bit higher. Yes, a good point. Uh, so Mares was the winner of the Player of the Year award a year ago, but didn't even make it to the top 11 this time. I guess that's understandable given Leicester's season. Well, it's interesting to see whether it's understandable given Leicester's season or whether the reason for Leicester's poor season is his poor form. Now, last season he scored 17 goals. This season he's only scored five. And generally, I would say he's been lacking confidence. You know, he was just running past defenders for fun last year, scoring from outside the box and so on. And this year he just doesn't seem to have that confidence. You know, again, you could say perhaps not having Kante making all those runs inside him made it more difficult for him. Uh, several other Leicester players were struggling this year. But I think that the reason that Mares was not in the top 11 was because he hasn't had a great season. He has just not reached the heights he did last year. Yeah, Riyad Mahrez not as dangerous as he was last season. Uh, any other Africans besides Sadio Mane that deserve a special mention in the English Premier League this season, Stuart? Uh, maybe Ghana's Andre Ayew at West Ham or the Ivorian legend Yaya Toure at uh, Man City? Well, Steve, if this was the Oscars, I would give Yaya Toure the Comeback of the Year award because he finished up playing 17 Premier League games after not playing at all from August to November, because, of course, you may recall his agent had fallen out with uh, the Manchester City management. And for him to come back, get into Guardiola's team, be a regular and influential player, is a great achievement. I thought that Victor Moses had had an excellent season in Nigeria uh, at Chelsea, and that he could well have got into the team. Andre Ayew, you might think about, but he's really only scored five goals and at times has struggled to get a starting place at West Ham. Wilfred Saha has had an excellent season at Crystal Palace and it may be too early to say this definitely, but it looks as if his goals uh, have perhaps kept Palace in the Premier League. One other player that I was very surprised that wasn't included was Ibrahimovic at Manchester United. He scored 17 goals this season. A 35-year-old probably bought to play in some games and be on the bench some other times. And he's been the outstanding striker. Obviously, Lukaku at Everton had a wonderful season scoring a lot of goals. But I might have been tempted to try to put him alongside Ibrahimovic. That would have been a team to see. Another one to mention perhaps is Islam Slimani. He scored seven goals for Leicester City. He started 12 games and been on the bench seven. So uh, he hasn't really got the regular starting place he might have hoped for. Uh, perhaps he's taken a while to adjust to the Premier League. He scored a brilliant goal in the Champions League as well. So perhaps next season we'll see more from Slimani as hopefully Leicester will consolidate and move back closer to what they were last year. Yes, a player who could have done better for me is Islam Slimani. Well, on WhatsApp and on Facebook this week, we're asking, what do you think? Who have been the best African players in the English Premier League this season? A few suggestions there then that we've heard about. Sadio Mane, Victor Moses at Chelsea. Yes, Stuart Fields did well. Uh, so too Wilfred Zaha at Crystal Palace and the great Yaya Toure. 
But tell us who do you think have been the best African players in England this season. Go onto our Facebook page, Planet Sport Football Africa, or send us a WhatsApp to plus four four seven nine double five two three two seven eight zero. That's plus four four seven nine double five two three two seven eight zero. And uh, Stuart, you've got a stunning political revelation there. Uh, Steve, I don't know whether you've noticed, but we're having a general election in England in June. And this is good news for Chelsea, because our last general election was in 2015, and Chelsea won the league. Before that, 2010, and Chelsea won the double. And before that, 2005, and Yes, you got it. Chelsea were the champions. So I hereby predict because of the general election, Chelsea will win the league this year. William wears the 22 shirt for Chelsea and he scored their 22nd goal of the month. And the score was 2-2 at the time. So 22, 22, 2-2. It's great that there's no limit to how old you can be as a manager with Birmingham City in the Championship appointing Harry Redknapp, who is 70, and this is the first time a 70-year-old has been appointed to a new job as a manager in top-level English football. Well, some amazing facts there. Thank you, Stuart. Uh, That's it for the show for this week. But uh, on WhatsApp, tell us who do you think have been the best African players in the English Premier League this season? Send us your thoughts on WhatsApp to plus four four seven nine double five two three two seven eight zero. That's plus four four seven nine double five two three two seven eight zero. From me, Steve Vickers in Harare, from Solomon Ashams in South Africa, and Stuart Weir in the UK. Thanks a lot for listening. And Planet Sport Football Africa is a passion for sport production.